bringing hope to many around the globe, transforming lives into legacy. Living Word with Pastor Mensah Otoku. And now, today's word. We're still in the year of fruitfulness. My message today is titled Seed Time. Seed Time. And my opening text is from the book of Genesis, chapter 8, verse 22. Genesis chapter 8 and verse 22. And this is God speaking to Noah after the flood. And he said, while the earth remains, seed time and harvest cold and heat winter and summer and day and night shall not cease this is a statement god made to noah but he was not just speaking to noah he was speaking to the earth itself and he was speaking to all humanity This is after the flood. So much has changed. So much has been disrupted. And uh, and God affirms to mankind and to the earth that whilst the earth remains, the seasons of life will not cease. And he begins by talking about seed time and harvest. These seasons did not originate after the flood. They didn't start after the flood. They were there before the flood. But after the flood, God affirmed them, confirmed them to be so. That whilst the earth remains, there will be seed time and harvest. So today we are focusing on seed time. What is seed time? Time. Seed time is basically and simply time for sowing seeds. Every culture in the world, Ghana included, has a time on their farming calendar when seeds are sown in expectation of a harvest. So, uh, in Ghana, for example, we have uh, for our main grain uh, and staples, we have two main seasons for sowing seed. We sow seed just before the rains, in the first rainy time, which is coming in a couple of months. And then, secondly, before the minor rainy season, uh, which is around September, October. So, these are seeds, uh, uh, seasons for seed sowing. So, in Ghana, we have two seed time seasons. In many cultures, uh, they have their own seed time seasons. Some before spring and before autumn. Uh, and, and different countries uh, go through their own uh, seasons. But, there's always a time for sowing seed. Because God said... Whilst the earth remains, seed time and harvest shall not cease. 
So seed time is a universal concept. And God said two things about seed time that I want to bring to your notice. First, he says seed time never ceases. It shall not cease. As long as the earth remains, seed time will not cease. The time and a season and the opportunity to sow seeds will not cease. That's the first thing God says. Second thing he said about seed time is that seed time leads to harvest. It's a divine law. Seed time leads to harvest. So seed time is always related to harvest. Sometimes we call seed time and harvest as sowing and reaping. Reaping is the harvest, sowing is the seed time. So seed time requires seed sowing. And every seed time requires a seed. So we need to define what a seed is. Because if there is a seed time, there has to be seed sowing. And what is a seed? And I'll give you three identities for a seed. The first is that the seed is a source or the beginning. The seed is a source or the beginning. That is the place we begin from. Everything on earth has a beginning. Trees have their beginning. Animals have their beginning. Human beings have their beginning. Products and inventions all have their beginning. The beginning is what is called the seed. Wherever it began from, that is the seed. The source. Secondly, a seed is potential. Potential. Undeveloped capacity. A seed is what you are capable of becoming but have not become yet. A seed is what you will be which is not now. Potential. Seeds are usually small and unimpressive until they are potential is fully manifested. That is why it's very easy to ignore a seed or despise it or eat it. A seed is a masterpiece which is just a sketch. And for those of you who are artists, you know that the greatest painting or artwork starts with a sketch. And then it's developed from there. And in other disciplines, it is so. That sketch is the seed of the masterpiece. A seed is a building that is now a plan. A drawing plan. A seed is a king who is now working as a servant. A seed is a church. A big church which is now meeting in a classroom. Like we did 37 years ago. A seed is a factory which is now operating in a garage. A seed is a major invention that is now an experiment. So what do I mean by a seed? First, it is a source, the beginning. Second, it is potential. 
potential. It is something that can become something but has not become it. So when you hold in your hand a grain of corn, which is a seed, it is a corn plantation. Potentially, it can grow to become something big, but it has not done so yet. A seed is a source. A seed is potential. Thirdly, a seed is life-giving. It is able to produce. That's the most fascinating thing about a seed. Is that it is alive and it has capacity to give life. A seed may look dormant, but it is not dead. It may look dull, but it carries life within itself. It carries within itself the power to perpetuate itself. A seed is able to overcome all odds. In the right environment, it will survive all odds. Normally we plant seeds in the ground. But they don't stay in the ground. They lift themselves up from the ground. Break through the soil. Sometimes they dislodge stones. Sometimes they dislodge rocks. I have seen seeds grow on tarmacs with tar on them. But a seed has got the power to produce life. And it has got the power to rise no matter what is sitting on top of it. So when God says there will be a seed time, he's talking about... There's going to come a time when you're going to start something, a source. You're going to start something that has potential and something that is life-giving. So to produce a harvest, we must start with something. It may be small, but it is the beginning of the process. The source of mighty rivers are usually a trickle. From a well or from a spring. Similarly, the source of the mighty things God wants to do in your life is going to start very small. It may look like a trickle. It may look like insignificant. But that is your seed. And when the seed time comes, that tiny thing must be planted. The source of great things can be a small thing like a daily routine. Of praying one minute every hour. It could be a daily routine of reading a chapter of the Bible every day. It could be a daily routine of investing a small amount of money every day. It could be a routine of faithfully giving to the Lord. Because a seed is not a big thing. It's a small thing that is planted. And I don't know what small thing you have in your hand, but that small thing has got the power at seed time to produce a harvest. Every grand work that God does in our lives starts from a source, from a seed, from a seed. Galatians chapter 5 verse 7. Do not be deceived. God is not mocked for whatever a man sows that he will also reap do not be deceived God is not mocked 
For whatever a man sows, that he will reap. God honors the law of sowing and reaping. God honors that law. He is not mocked. He honors the law of sowing and reaping. How do we mock God? We mock God when we have not planted a seed, but we are looking for a harvest. Or when we plant a particular seed, but we are looking for a different harvest. That is mocking God. Don't mock God and don't deceive yourself. So that's the first thing. Second thing you note from that passage is that the law of sowing and reaping affects everything. When God said to Noah, as long as the earth remains, seed time and harvest shall not cease. He was talking basically about agriculture. But when we look at Galatians, it says, whatever a man sows. That means that same principle that works in agriculture works with whatever. So just like a farmer takes a grain of corn plants it and reaps a harvest in Ghana that will plant it around uh, April and reap a harvest in August. It affects agriculture, but it's not limited to agriculture because Galatians says, whatever, this same principle of farming affects every area of our lives. It affects our marriages, it affects our finances, it affects our talents, it affects our professions, it affects the way we build churches, it affects the way we build nations, it affects everything, whatever a man sows, woman too. It's a universal principle. It affects every aspect of our lives, our spiritual lives, our relationships, our finances, whatever. So in a year where we are talking about fruitfulness, we don't reap fruit from the air. We reap fruit out of seeds that have been sown. So God says... As long as the earth remains, as long as you and I are alive, he will always give us opportunity to sow seed. Seed time will never end. And he will give us opportunity to harvest. Those seasons will never end. So if you miss it today, you will get it tomorrow to sow seed. There will always be a season. To sow seed. Psalm 126. Verses 5 and 6. Psalm 126. Verse 5 and 6. Those who sow in tears. Shall reap in joy. He who continually goes forth weeping. Bearing seed for sowing. Shall doubtless come again with rejoicing, bringing his sheaves with him. 
There are four principles I want to touch on based on Psalm 126 verses 5 and 6. The first principle we learn from that concerning seed time is that sowing is sacrificial. Those who sow in tears, not sow in joy, but sow in tears. It's a time of tears when we are sowing seed. It's not a time of joy. When it's seed time, a have a farmer works hard without any harvest. If you go to any farming community when it's seed time, the farmers go to the farm every day and come with nothing. They go every day and come with nothing. They go to sow and to sow. And most seed times are also hunger times. If you go to most farming communities, the seed time is a hunger time. It's a time when the little you have is sown in the field. In Ghana, seed time by March, April is hunger. Because the harvest that came around December has been eaten. And the farmer in the farming communities, this is what they have left over for their fruitfulness in the next season. And they have to choose whether to eat it or plant it. So every time he goes out sowing, he comes hungrier. Because seed time is tears time. Spiritually, when it is seed time, we pray a lot without answers. You are investing prayer, but you're getting no response. Financially, when it is seed time, we invest without any returns. Or we give offering without any breakthrough. In our marriages, when it is seed time, we sacrifice so much, make so much adjustment without any apparent benefit. Sometimes you wonder, what am I gaining out of this? I am making all the sacrifice. I'm making all the changes, but nothing is coming out of it. That is what seed time is. You go forth with tears. Every seed time is hard time. So that's the first thing you're going to recognize about your seed time. If you want quick harvest and you think eating your seed is harvest, you will never have a fruitful season. A seed time is tears time. Second principle you learn from Psalm 126. Sowing must be done continually. He who continually goes forth. Our natural inclination is that when we do something good, we want to see the results instantly. We expect one act to give us the harvest we desire. However, seed time must be done continually. So the farmer gets up and goes the next day. Comes empty, goes the next day. Comes empty, 
goes the next day, goes this day, goes next day, goes next day. In our spiritual seed time, we keep praying and interceding. Day in, day out, without seeing anything. If you are at that time when you are praying, 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 nothing is going to, is coming out. You are sowing seed. And you don't get discouraged when you are sowing seed. There will come a time of joy, but the seed sowing time is not the time of joy. If you want joy instantly, you will stop sowing seed. Sometimes, even in marriages, people say, I've tried, uh, I've tried, uh, I've tried all the things I can do, but I can't see any result. Keep sowing. I've been kind, I've been nice, I've been generous. I smile, I smile, I smile. Keep smiling. I encourage, I encourage, I encourage. Nothing comes out. Keep encouraging. Because when it is seed time, you continue. Third principle of seed time. Seed time requires commitment. He that goes forth, goes forth, not goes backward. Full commitment. You don't go backward because you can't see the fruit of your labor. In a season of fruitfulness, remember we have a seed. Remember we are sowing the seed. It must be sown continuously. And there has to be commitment. And the fourth principle, that's what we're all looking for. Is that sowing produces the joy of the harvest. The passages shall doubtless come again rejoicing. In other words, it is as predictable as day and night. It is as predictable as when you go to sleep at night, you know that morning will come. If you sow the seed, you will harvest. Because it's a divine principle. If you want to harvest, you sow the seed. If you sow the seed, you will harvest. In between sowing seed and harvesting, continually going forth, bearing precious seed, before doubtless come again rejoicing. Now many of us want to sow today, and reap tomorrow. We see it in the way people live their lives. All of us make that same mistake. So we hear something. Especially, you know, since uh, the last week was Valentine. People were getting all kinds of tips about how marriages should work. And people give all kinds of advice. Oh, if you're a woman, your husband is not uh, minding you. Just... Do this and do that. Cook this and dress this way. And and you dress that way and cook that way and nothing happens. Because between seed time and harvest is continually. 
Or the husbands had, had all kinds of tips. If you buy this for your wife and do this and call him, call her sweetheart or honey, you call her honey and the result you get back is not honey. Or you buy something and there's no appreciation. You say, I bought and there's no appreciation. Continually. Or there are people in church who say, you know, I want a breakthrough, I want a breakthrough. So they give a big offering. And hope that tomorrow there will be a breakthrough and there is no breakthrough. I've heard people say, I tithe, I tithe, I tithe, I tithe. There is nothing. And if you watch them, it is in between hardship. When life is hard, they tithe. They give their first for whatever. And then hope that next month will be great. No, no, no. It is not how it works. He that goes forth continually. <laughs> it's not one touch result. One touch result. It is continually. You want to be rich? You invest a little money, then you go and re- take out the money and use it for a funeral. Then invest a little money and then go and take it and use it for a party. You invest a little money. There are people who invest money and every year take the money out and blow it. Continually. That means there are investments you will not touch for the next 30 years. For all of you who have provident funds, you must keep it at least for 30 years before you start withdrawing. That is when your harvest will come. But you have to keep giving. And saving and investing continually, continually. And you are crying, but sowing, crying, sowing, tired, sowing, broke, sowing, broke, sowing. Then one day, you come forth with joy with your harvest. That is what the Bible teaches. So... In a year like this, when we say this is a year of fruitfulness, the fruit you are reaping this year will be seed from seeds you sowed 10 years ago. There's no magic fruitfulness happening, you know. Don't go and say, Pastor Chapel says, it's a year of fruitfulness, so I'm getting fruit, fruit, fruit from where? From where? God is not mocked. The only fruit you reap this year is what you have sown in previous years. But the good news is that in this year of fruitfulness, you can sow seed for future fruit also. There are results you're going to get this year based on tears from five years ago. Some of you have been working your business and working 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 and working. And then one day, boom, everything blossoms and people say, hey, all of a sudden the guy has prospered. It's not all of a sudden. Nothing happens all of a sudden. It's almost like seeing a tree bear fruit and say, oh, all of a sudden the mango is ripe. No, it's not all of a sudden. It was planted some years ago. It grew. It bore flowers, but you didn't notice the flower. When the fruit was green, you didn't notice it. It is when it got ripened that you saw it. Because most people only recognize harvest time. 
That is when they go begging for other people's harvest. Can you give me some of your harvest? Yeah, I can share with you my harvest for today, which we should all do. But my harvest for today, which I share with you, becomes your seed for tomorrow. Because I may be in my harvest season, but you are now in your season of planting. So many times when somebody gives you their harvest, you must plant it for your own harvest. Seed time and harvest shall not cease. This is Jehovah Almighty speaking. As predictable as there is day and night, predictably, your effort will yield results. The little steps you take potentially will become great. The little efforts you start but never give up on them potentially will become great. In every area of your life, whether it's in your marriage, learning to say thank you, thank you, every day, thank you, thank you, every day, thank you, please, thank you, please. It will produce results. But for most people, what they do is, they start saying thank you, thank you, thank you, after one week, ah, hey, if you don't mind me, I won't mind you too. Continually. Some people in church give an offering, one week, two week, three week. ah, this thing I don't think is working. Continually. He that goes forth bearing precious seed continually shall doubtless come again rejoicing. So, what am I saying? It's seed time. It's time to start afresh something that will give you results in the next five years. Or in the next year, or in the next 10 years, in the next 20 years. Or even something that will give your children the results. Or your grandchildren the results. Because there are certain things you do, you never eat the fruit of it. Only your grandchildren will eat it. You invest for them. You act for them. You pray for them. You believe for them. That is the seed you are sowing now. And even if you will not be there to enjoy the fruit, you must sow the seed so that generations after you will eat the fruit. It is not too late to start sowing the seed. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you that your word is alive and strong in our hearts. Your word is the seed that has been planted in our hearts. And we pray, Father, this morning that everybody hearing this word would have something ignited in their spirits. That from this moment will start a process that will lead to a harvest. That you will cause us, Lord, to sow seeds in our spiritual life in our marriages, in our relationships, in our financial life, in every area of our life, that we will not be mockers of God and deceivers of ourselves, but Lord will be planters of seeds and harvesters of fruit. 
May our effort today yield the fruit that brings glory to your name. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And amen. It's seed time. Thank you for listening to Living Word. To interact with Pastor Mensah Otebi, like his page on Facebook. Follow him on Twitter at Mensah Otebi. Email otebi at centralgospel.com or call plus 233-302-688-000.